This is Power and Consequence. Welcome back to Power and Consequence after a pretty long hiatus, but this is still a podcast about all the grifters, liars, and all the demagogues who profit off partisan rage and systemic oppression. But, you know, while we tend to focus on the grifters on this show, sometimes we forget uh, that their customers are the true believers, people who endorse, if not demand, some pretty awful shit. Uh, And we're going to cover the conservative messaging following a number of SCOTUS rulings that pretty much annihilated bodily autonomy for like half the country while also knocking down the barrier between church and state as it pertains to school funding and also ensuring that everybody gets to carry a gun and that's just for starters so we're gonna have a lot of fun here this is part one of our series scotus versus everyone so let's just introduce the team for today we're running a we're running lean we're running a two-person crew today so with me as always my partner in podcasting crime what's up jay (laughs) hey hey how's it going glad to be back I uh, feel like it's been forever. It has been about two months or so. I was just like, you know what? I, I'm going to dig myself into a dark hole of, of depression and just be a good capitalist and work. And then all this happened, man. And I just, I, I you know me, I can't shut the fuck up in the best of times. So I definitely couldn't resist talking about this now. So Damn, there's a lot to say. There is, there is. I, what's up with you, man? Is is this capitalist uh, quasi-democratic hellscape still? You, you, you getting along okay? Um, you know, I'm one of those people that uh, I believe in the ebbs and flows of humanity. And, uh, you know, we're just in one of those cycles where we're, we're backtracking a little bit. And hopefully we're smart enough this time to kind of cut it off before it gets too crazy. But if not, uh, we've seen darker times and we've survived. So uh, it, it might suck for a little bit, but uh, I see I see light at the end of the tunnel. Amen to that. I, I got to be honest with you. Before this past week, like all those people that were like, "Hey, buy some storable food. Everything's gonna collapse." I was like, "You're crazy." And now I'm like online looking at like, "Oh, this will last me ninety days. This will last me two years." Okay, okay. I need to. I need to learn how to farm soybeans and shit. You know. Uh, that being said, I, I I have a pseudo exit plan. <laughs> I mean, there's other countries on this planet. I can find my way around. You know, <laughs> we can figure it out. I don't know. Um, the, the, well, see, so you're, you're you're skilled, man. I'm I'm a mere blue collar laborer. You know, I, I I I better I better learn how to make do. You know, so hopefully, well, hopefully it won't come to has that. Something to offer uh, everywhere. True, true. The, I mean, maybe I'll just switch sides and become a pure propagandist. I mean, clearly there's a buck in that. <laughs> there's money in that racket, as we're going to find out today. So, you know, to, to that end, uh, uh, oh, and as a reminder, before we get into it, uh, everybody listening, still listening, we love you, you're awesome, our loyal listeners. If you like what we do here, maybe link the show to someone new, someone you think might get something out of it. Uh, as depressing as all of this is, uh, you know, I think it's important to confront the messaging of an emerging, in my opinion, fascist threat, lest we allow ourselves to be gaslit, you know? Uh, stakes are, shit's, shit's getting real out there, is what I'm saying, people. You know, and if you think that you're part of some class that is like immune to this on a long enough timeline, you're you're not. Okay, this this we're all in this together. Please, please, please stay involved. That's all I have to say about that. 
Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure I'll say it again at the end of the show, but uh, I think if anything, these past couple of weeks have showed us that once again, it's more important than ever to stay involved at the local level because that's kind of really what's happening right now. They're, they're <laughs> positioning us for civil war. <laughs> they're making it so that, you know, locally you can set the rules for yourself. And so just make sure you stay involved and, and pay attention to what the rules are going to be set to be. As much as true, man. And I wish that I wish that's the, you know, set for civil war. I wish I could write that one off when anyone <laughs> says it is as like hyperbole. You know, I, I'm not so sure anymore. I, it's just like, you know, anyway, I don't want to go too down that rabbit hole. Let's just mm-hmm. let's do this. Let's let's get into it. So. Uh, you know, conservatives in general, right? They've they've catered to these backward ass beliefs of like you know far right fundamentalists for decades in the United States. I mean, at least in terms of like stump speech rhetoric and stuff like trying to get a Christian amendment added to the Constitution in the '60s, just you know for a few, right? And now that a conservative supermajority in the U.S. Supreme Court or SCOTUS has given them some of what they wanted, the messaging from like these professional propaganda machines that you see on network news. I mean, it's 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 gonna shift focus, right? Because it's like they've achieved things, concrete things. So it's no longer, you can't just say we need to work to do this. Like it has happened. So now how do you keep people engaged, right? So to that end, right, Jay and I, we're going to break down a little, the propaganda angles around each of these decisions. As I said, starting today with Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. Now, for those of you who don't know, just a quick, 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 simple summary. The state of Mississippi in 2018 passed into law what's known as the Gestational Age Act, right? In other words, no abortions if it's been more than 15 weeks since conception unless the life of the pregnant person is at stake. No exceptions for rape, no exceptions for incest. The federal courts at the lower level told uh, the state of Mississippi to fuck itself, basically, because the law is unconstitutional. And they cited Roe v. Wade and Casey v. Planned Parenthood. Now, Mississippi brought the case to this hyper-conservative SCOTUS, which not only upheld the law as constitutional, but they overturned the 1973 Roe decision allowing individual states now to regulate, allow, or outright ban abortions as they see fit. So that's what went down. That's what was announced on June 24th. And, you know, this was no surprise, Jay. I'm sure you're aware, as I was, that a draft decision or a draft opinion had been leaked months prior. So people were gearing up for this fight already. Correct. So here, here's the thing. Let me let me just be clear. Jay and I, neither of us are lawyers. All right. Um, and I personally don't care about the finer legal points, the jurisprudence. And the reason for that is you won't tell me about some interpretation of the law that makes this technically constitutional that I will give a shit about. Okay. I just... <laughs> I, Hey, yeah. speak your truth. I, Jay, Jay, I mean, Jay, you see where I'm going with this, obviously. Yeah. Look, yeah. I, I, I don't give a shit what the founding fathers wanted. They have no stake in this. They're, they, because they're dead. Okay, I don't care what they intended. I really don't. Um, also, and, the world was very different two, three hundred years ago. <laughs> ex- thank you. Precisely. All, and you know, we could we could go into what the founding fathers wanted style propaganda another day. I think that would be pretty interesting. 
But to be clear, you know, this idea of originalism, that was part of Alito's uh, majority opinion. He's the one who wrote the majority opinion, right? The idea that abortion is not one of the rights, quote, deeply rooted in this nation's history. I, I mean, I, I know I've said this a lot, but like, you know what's deeply rooted in this nation's history? Racism is deeply rooted in this nation's history. Slavery, misogyny. You know, a, a genocide of indigenous peoples and basically anybody who wasn't white Protestant, you know, I, I mean, Catholics, I'm looking at you. You guys were persecuted in this country for a while until relatively recently. I mean, I know you're part you think you're part of the club now, but no one really is, you know, anyways. So we're going to look at the, you know, the propaganda, not the not the legal parts. There's plenty of great podcasts, you know, that focus on the legal aspects, but we're just going to focus on the propaganda that's stemming from these these decisions. So, you know, I looked through the internet, Jay, I looked through a bunch of like, you know, YouTube channels, uh, rumble influencers, the fringe types, uh, that tool bag, red pill 78, you know, Oh, he, oh he's still around. He's still around. <laughs> Is, has he entered the matrix yet though? <laughs> he, dude, he's, he's transcended the matrix. Don't you see, you know, he, he's, he's beyond that shit. Okay, he's beyond stuff like like caring what the left thinks or, you know, civil rights for half the population. Yeah. While there was some high fiving over the suspension of rights for like half the country with regards to the Dobbs decision. You know, I noticed something kind of strange on Fox News. All right. Uh, They less focused on the impact of persons forced to carry pregnancies to term, and they were more about saying the narrative that, quote, the left, unquote, meaning Democrats, uh, are going to incite violence and vandalism among their own supporters, right? So it's this usual shit saying, and they're tossing around the word like, oh, they're causing an insurrection. And, you know, when push comes to shoves, they don't mean really insurrection. They're just trying to use that word till it has no meaning because, you know, the January 6th committee is, is digging in deep. You got it. So that's that's pretty much what they're doing. Okay. And to that end, like I feel like this is going to continue. Like as SCOTUS continues to, you know, um make rulings on highly partisan lines, you know, uh the propaganda machine needs to keep their audience engaged. And if they're not struggling to win, if they already won, they need something new to keep their audience watching, which is fear of like I don't know, like a ideological insurgency or something. I'm not sure. So we're going to take a quick look at a Fox and Friends segment from June 25th, 2022, the day after the Dobbs decision was officially announced. So joining the usual hosts were two of my favorite propagandists. Well, one old favorite and one new favorite. Uh, Dan Bongino, who, I mean, Jay, you're familiar with, you know, he's giant, giant bicep, toxic masculine man, you know? <laughs> that's not toxic. That's natural, man. Yeah, that's natural shit right there. Yeah. yeah. No, um, you know, on Gino, for those of you who don't know, he has his hand in everything. Podcasts, shows on Fox, a channel on Rumble, which he partially owns. Also, he has a stake in Parler or Parlay or whatever the fuck you want to call it. So he's that guy. The other guy is named Lawrence Jones. Uh, best I can tell, Jones, he's a B-lister as far as Fox propaganda goes. He's got this show called, I think it's called Cross Country. Basically what he does, Jay, is... He does the man on the street thing. Like he'll go to various places. He'll ask people loaded questions. He'll edit it to get the answers he wants. And then he just does like a talking head, like, you know, the three, three, three different cameras, three different people disagreeing with each other. And it's good for ratings, I guess. Um, and it looks like he's a person of color. By yes. 
Yes, he 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 is. He I, I noticed that. Uh, uh, and I I actually like when you tell me about this stuff because I literally I do not pay attention to cable TV news um, on either side, just because it's all just made to try and enrage you and. I don't like being angry. So <laughs> this is true. And, and in case anybody couldn't figure this out, um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and speak for Jay and I here. Like regardless of what they presume to represent, for example, like CNN or MSNBC, like they're, they're shills. They're entertainers. They want ratings. They want money, you know, which is a big part of the problem in journalism. You know, like two newspapers a week are folding in the United States until eventually you'll have three networks and none of them really give a shit about you or me or anyone else. But yeah, uh, Jones, yes, he is black. And best I can tell, he was brought onto the show that day to give the network a credible voice to declare that access to medical care via Planned Parenthood is actually racist in and of itself and he starts getting into conspiracy theory so that's fun (laughs) um so let's get to this the first clip right opening segment um it really sets the narrative here jay so um opening up is an andrew yang tweet that's slamming the democratic party's incompetence regarding the uh failure to codify the rights enshrined in roe v wade Well, as Democrats predictably protest the overturning of Roe v. Wade, former presidential candidate Andrew Yang comes out swinging against the party. That's right. Yang tweeting, quote, it feels like Democrats owe their people an apology for being bad at their jobs. They had a long time to codify Roe v. Wade, defend a balanced court, get RBG to step down, etc. Instead, they got played and trounced, quote, help undo our failures is not a compelling rallying cry. So here to react is Dan Bongino, the host of Unfiltered, and Lawrence Jones, the host of Cross Country. Yeah, yeah. So that they're setting the tone early, Jay. This we're talking about Dobbs' decision overturning Roe v. Wade. Nothing about women or, or access to health care. Everything about did the Democrats fail or not? Right. So that's where like we're starting. Design, design to keep you angry. Pull mm-hmm. those threads. Mm. Now, uh, Jay, I mean, honestly, I didn't before I looked into it, but how much do, do you know about Andrew Yang? I mean, aside from the fact that, you know, political candidate for the presidency, 2020, tried to run for mayor. We know that. He what? Uh, I said math. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'll be uh, full disclosure. I attended uh, Andrew Yang rally when he was running for president. Um, and just listen to what he had to say. Um, I know that he kind of squabbled his run, um, just because the angle he was trying to take, not everyone agreed with him. Um, and yeah, basically he was trying to take this very logical approach to running for the president and, you know, saying that we need to use math and logic and, and that's how we're going to make the right decisions. Um, but I think he was a little too logical for this world where <laughs> we're uh, very fear-based and, and emotionally driven. Yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't eat popcorn while watching an Andrew Yang speech. You know, <laughs> you're not gonna be you're not be engaged with that shit. You're gonna you're gonna yeah. scroll. You mm-hmm. know. 
No, that's exactly right. Um, and just, by the way, right off top, this is laziness on the part of Fox and Friends because the way they frame this tweet, right, the idea it's like Andrew Yang slamming the party. It implies that Andrew Yang is slamming his own party. Uh, Andrew Yang declared he was leaving the Democratic Party and he formed a new organization called the Forward Party in late 2021. Um, which Yang wants to turn into a legitimate third-party option, probably for the reasons that you're saying, Jay, in part, is because, one, you know, like, his approach is, like, not emotional enough for, you know, like, politics. You know, that that doesn't get you elected, you know, in this fear economy. But more to the point, I mean, the things that he's saying, love him or hate him, they don't jive with what either party would want. So the forward party, their, st- their stated platform closely mirrors what Yang was saying from his previous political runs uh universal basic income ranked choice voting automatic tax filing using tech basically in all forms to save democracy because he's saying that our democracy is flawed which on that point i happen to agree with him um but then he's got some things that are kind of weird i I gotta have to look into it like he's he's into the idea of like democracy dollars um every citizen gets a hundred democracy dollars that they can donate as they see fit you know um, yeah, things like that, you know, um, oh, yeah, this is one he, he's really into the idea of embracing and regulating crypto at a federal level. I don't think that's ever going to happen. I mean, correct me I if mean, I'm wrong. I, I'm not I'm not a crypto fanatic, but I will say never say never. Um, and I feel like at some point in the future, we'll either learn to adapt to digital currencies or, or, or maybe adapt them completely. But of course, not, not in this current world where they're unregulated and we don't even know who made them up. And uh, I think, I think right now it's a little bit of the wild, wild west. Um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point in the future uh, we we figure out how to make digital currencies work for us. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, what I'll, what I'll say about that is just in the, my most cynical way to put this, if billionaires want crypto to be a thing, it'll be a thing. You know, the, 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 people, you know, because because I mean, OK, look, Jay, I don't I do not understand the stock market or macroeconomics or any of that. I, I That's not my forte. But what I do know is that I know that if billionaires want a thing to be, it will be. It, it, it just will, you know, until it completely they are, crashes. They are our saviors. <laughs> uh, Lord Elon and oh, Lord and Bezos. The, the Larry Ellisons of the world and all that good stuff. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just, just a bit of laziness on Fox and Friends part. That has nothing to do with the story, but I just I'm, I'm petty. I want to point that out. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's just to add on to that Yang's stated goal in a nutshell is to mess with the status quo regarding money, which, again, is something neither the establishment Democrats or the GOP are likely to ever get behind. You know, it makes there's no reason for them to do that. But to Fox and Friends, his tweet, right, is cherry picked as an incorrect example of a Democrat slamming his own party. Right. Uh, so that's, that's how the conversation is going to start. Also, by the way, you know, 
this idea that like did the Democrats fuck up the fact that that supersedes like the more pressing question of you know will this will the Dobbs decision impact access to health care or how are law enforcement agencies going to enforce these laws uh, or you know will the mortality rates of persons forced to carry pregnancy to term go up something like that you know but none of that very telling (laughs) well because they already have their their ideas of what this means for people so they don't want to talk about that part they want yep. to talk about the infighting and and the democratic insurrection oh oh we oh we get into that sir we get into that that's really what this is all coming down to um, oh, oh, by the way, and I just want to take this point to explicitly say this. Um, th- I know this is a pretty weak excuse, but let me be clear. Um, Jay and I had every intention of having at least one woman on the show for this topic. And I'm not that that being said, let me be clear. I understand that I will never understand. And speaking for Jay, if I may, a Jay will never understand what women are going through or any person who may be forced to carry a pregnancy to term because of this bullshit. And it's very hard to talk about at this point in time. So I get that, you know, so we're, we're just going to carry on. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, even for myself, even though I'm not directly impacted uh, in the same way, like it's still just annoying to, to try and talk about this in, in a way that doesn't make you enraged. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, um, but I, I, for anyone listening, we, we understand that glaring blind spot. We, but you know, we, we're, we're, we're going to, we're, we're going to carry on totally understandable that it's too heavy for people to talk about this now. At the you end know? of the day, we're also entertainers. So this is true. Consider us Fox news right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Christ, man. If we were making Fox news money, God damn. anyways don't want to think about that (laughs) so in response to whether or not yang is correct to get back on topic here um bongino right he leads off with a demonstrably untrue statement here jay and you know some people would call this a lie uh overall in the decision on roe uh, dan but also is andrew yang right here that that the democrats missed it well a couple takeaways yang unintentionally walked himself into a trap here. The reason there isn't federal re- legislation on abortion is because there's no national support for this issue. Okay, so there's no national support for this issue, Jay. What, get, just off the top of your head, what, what are your thoughts on the veracity of that statement? Seriously. Um, so you know how sometimes people just believe they speak something and it's true? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and remember, we're living in a world where everyone's in their bubbles. So in in Dan's bubble, <laughs> uh, it probably is true. Like, you know, he probably doesn't see the support for it. Uh, and he does. He ignores those pesky polls that show that 60 to 70 percent of the, the country is in favor <clears throat> oh jay oh jay that's that's funny i literally i literally wrote this in my notes that this is a big old this is what i wrote this is a big old miss fox news cnn and all the rest love polls love cherry picking polls but bongino mm-hmm. doesn't bring this up so yes you're you're right on the money man and i'm gonna give you an example from a pew research poll uh published on may 17th of this year actually and we're gonna use some technology here and i'm gonna share this shit right now so 
You seeing what I'm seeing? I sure am. All right. So what we're looking at now, people, uh, obviously I'm going to narrate through this. This uh, is from Pew Research, public opinion on abortion. All right. Views on abortion from 95 to 2022. And if you look, the... Numbers have held steady for the last five years, and as of 2022, 61% of people polled from, I believe that was March 7th through 13th of this year, uh, 61% believe that abortion should be legal in all or most cases, Jay. Um, so that's for what starters. Is, what does all mean to you, Matt? Because I'm not sure... I, so, so I'm not if sure you, the people understand. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, so just to be clear for everyone, that's a very fair question. So um, I don't have the questions memorized, but it's like the questions were broken down under certain situations, which is important for nuance, okay? So um, important, uh, for example, like uh, legal in all cases is like, I think it's like 35%, as in like, you know, it doesn't matter when you know, how many weeks the pregnancy is, et cetera, et cetera. It should be legal. Okay. So that's like 35%. And then there's various versions of when it should be legal, like this many weeks, this many, uh, or in cases of rape or incest or something like that, that makes up the rest of the percentage. But across all, um, demographics, 61% say that, uh, there should be access to abortion in some or all cases like combined, right? So it's important to acknowledge that 37% say it should be illegal in almost in all or most cases. That's like more than one third of those polled. All right. So I have to acknowledge that point. But see, Jay, what's interesting here is when you break it down across demographics. So for example, 61% generally say abortion should be legal in all or most cases, right? So what happens when we do it by religious affiliation? Let's just click that. Oh, look what happens, Jay. You seeing this? So, unaffiliated um, religiously is 84% says it should be legal in most or all cases, right? If Catholic, 56%. Black Protestant, 66%. White Protestant, not evangelical, 60%. Then, Jay, we get to white evangelical Protestant, only 24% believe it should be legal sometimes or all the times. 74% of white evangelical Protestants believe it should be illegal most, if not all, cases. And I wonder who's on TV. Yeah, <laughs> right? Right? Again, short of that, if you look, if you de-aggregate these numbers by various... Um, um, you know, categories, it's, you know, it's, it's actually pretty, pretty standard. So go by political party, right? Conservative Republicans, seven, only 27% approve, right? Liberal Democrat, 90% approve, et cetera, et cetera, right? By gender, right? Obviously 68% of, or 63% of women approve, 58% of men approve, uh, race and ethnicity, all uh, white, black, Hispanic, and Asian, all in the majority. 59%, 68%, 60%, 74%. You get the idea. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that idea he's talking about, that's, that's, that's kind of bullshit. Big old so swing he, and a miss. Where does he take it from there? Oh, 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 yes, yes, yes. Where does he take it from there? So, next up. Dan Bongino, he misses the point and he reverses the entire message behind uh, Yang's tweet. 
ironically, this turns the issue back to the states. So the states he's referring to these liberal places mm-hmm. that can do something, New York, California, Illinois, Maryland, Hawaii, et cetera. They, they'll do it right now. There's nothing stopping them. It's not codified federal law. So he kind of backed into that. But so what he's saying here, if you didn't, if for those of you listening who don't remember Yang's original tweet, his point was slamming the Democrats because, in effect, they could have codified uh, the rights enshrined in Roe v. Wade for 50 years and they did not. Um, and, and what Bongino is saying now is that, you know, that he, he's reversing it. The fact that it isn't codified federal law is precisely the complaint at issue here, right? Democrats failed to cement Roe v. Wade by passing federal legislation guaranteeing those same rights. So it's the most sure way to guarantee these rights short of a federal amendment, which is never going to happen. So the fact that states are allowed to curtail someone's rights in this way is precisely the problem that Yang is pointing out, you see? So... He's, he, he's, he's basically you know, inverting it. Like Bongino is effectively saying nationally, there's not strong support for bodily autonomy, which is false. And people against the Dobbs decision should be thankful there is no federal law regarding this because it would likely outlaw abortion in states that would otherwise uh, allow the procedure, which is also false. So you see, you see what he's doing, Jay? He, he's, he's inverting what Yang is saying entirely. Yeah, and... I think it's important to mention, um, I know you said you didn't want to get into the details of the decision, but the decision was based in privacy. Um, and so there's some after effects that we might see uh, just in the general realm of privacy just because of this decision getting reversed. So um, stay tuned, folks. Uh, uh, Jay, are you, are you referring to Thomas's, Clarence Thomas's concurring opinion saying we should revisit like Lawrence versus Texas, uh, Oberfell decision, and also uh, Griswold v. Connecticut. Is that you? You talking about those? No, that that's separate. Um, just the Dobbs case in general, like the whole making abortion legal was based in privacy, not necessarily saying, "Oh, like it's okay to kill a baby," <laughs> right? Or, right? Or, or not even a baby, like a. a something that's gestating inside of you. Right, right. No, I I, I guess I, I was referring to like Lawrence v. Texas because like Thomas was saying in his concurring opinion that like in light of this, we should revisit Lawrence, uh, these states. Like, for example, Lawrence versus Texas, I think that was 2003. It basically was a Supreme Court decision that struck down an anti-sodomy law. In effect, of, uh, in effect uh, that law outlawed, uh, that law made being uh, intimate being homosexual illegal effectively so the supreme court struck that down and that was also based on you know the idea of the penumbra of privacy because you know nowhere in the supreme court does the word privacy come up you know the people forget this so yeah this year is going to suck uh, we'll see we'll see we'll see uh, i think if anything once again maybe i'll get into this more in the summary but uh i think it, it should push people to try and pass laws locally and and make movements locally. Um, Like people should be mad, people should be enraged and people should actually pay attention now. Uh, That's what I hope comes out of this. As do I, as do I in engagement. That's what it's all about. But as we're going to find out later, sometimes uh, expressing or exercising your first amendment rights will get you tear gassed, at least in the state of Arizona. 
but Ooh, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that in a second. So, yeah. Uh, oh, also, I, I want to say this. Um, you know, uh, Bongino basically writing this whole thing off as, you know, oh, you know, uh, it's up to the state. So if a state wants abortion to be legal, then it's fine. No problem. Right. That may not always be true. The Thomas More Society, which is a collection of right wing pro-life nut job lawyers, um, think Jenna Ellis, right? Uh, they're crafting model legislation based on uh, Texas's civil right uh, civil lawsuit abortion law, right SB eight, uh, that allows private citizens to sue people. In this case, this model legislation would allow private citizens to sue people who assisted with an abortion for someone who traveled over state lines to receive the procedure. You see, so if. If, if abortion is outlawed in Texas and someone goes to California to receive the procedure, in theory, if that law passes, a private citizen in Texas can then sue the clinic in California, which, I mean, the the Department of Justice has pretty much come out and said, like, that's that you can't do that. Like, that doesn't that interferes with interstate commerce. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's several reasons why people think that won't hold up. Uh, not to mention, like, basically, you can get a bunch of frivolous lawsuits flood the courts and nothing would ever get done. And so uh, there, there's reason to believe that this won't stand for very long. No, no. I mean, and also, even if the state of Texas passes that law, right? And, the, the, you know, they're like, hey, you know, we want local law enforcement in California to serve a, a civil subpoena for, for you know, this lawsuit um, to a, to whatever, to a health clinic. Like, I, I, I'm praying that local law enforcement would look at that and tell these Texas Rangers to go fuck themselves. Like, we're not, we're not doing that. You, you, you come over here and serve it yourself, all right? <laughs> good, good, good luck. Ugh, anyways, but Dan, right? He's moving on. Dan Bongino's moving on. He's done with misleading now, Jay. He's pivoting. He's pivoting into something a little closer to, uh, in my opinion, stochastic terrorism. You know, another thing on this, I don't want to get off this specific topic, but, you know, there was some vandalism here last night at Fox News. And I want to say, you know, to Merrick Garland, uh, you're a disgrace. You really are. You should resign. You disgust me. If this was CNN... And, and, and someone was in front of CNN and there was some, say, national assault weapons ban and, and 2A activists vandalized CNN. There would be FBI agents interviewing everyone at CNN. People would be trotted out in handcuffs. This guy is a global cosmic disgrace. There are people right now in front of the justices' houses violating the law. We are living in a third world republic right now. And I'm really sorry if you still think the rule of law applies. This guy's got to go. And every single person in that Justice Department who, who can't put their their commitment to, to god and country first he needs to resign and the next president needs to fire every one mm. of them it's a disgrace what happened last night. that was a real word salad of rage um my biggest problem with all he said is commitment to god and country <laughs> because that's not how this is supposed to work yeah yeah come on jay haven't you read your constitution it clearly says in the preamble and like maybe one other place <laughs> that they talk about the creator 
Jay, obviously the founding fathers, mo- many of whom were deists with like ambiguous religious convictions at best, meant for us to be a Christian theocracy, Jay. All right? You know it. Obviously, right? <laughs> you know, and... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say... Uh, it's going to be a rabbit hole, but maybe one day we should do an episode on on how the Protestants got kicked out of England. Just check, track that whole thing down and how it got to the point that they were removed from a country. Because maybe that might happen again. That's my hope. Maybe the evangelicals will get excused. Send them to the moon. I, you know what? Here's the thing, Jay. I will tell you something that I only learned very recently, that the original Protestants, one of the reasons why they were booted out of Europe was because they believed a f- that there needs to be a firm um, separation of church and state, and they rejected the English Anglican Church. They were like, this is bullshit. <laughs> And here we are, full circle. I can't, Oh, well, they came to America and they were like, well, America runs on slavery, so we have to own slaves to have... <laughs> I shit you not. It's, I, it, I, 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 uh, I actually already started looking it up. I, I, I think it's all hilarious. It's fucking... It, it's, it's horrible, man. Mm-hmm. America, we're just... We're the worst. We're, so, God. Anyway, Dan... Dan, yeah, Dan yeah, believes yeah, that yeah. we should... Uh, we should serve God and country. <laughs> God and country and Merrick Garland's a disgrace. And, you know, Bongino, his brand is rage. If you ever listen to his podcast, that's that's all it is, you know? Yeah. And what he just said is dangerous. Okay, like seriously, think it through, right? Um, he's he's saying that second 2A, Second Amendment, right? Second Amendment activists, which means people who really fucking like guns, right? They would be targeted by the Justice Department if any of them vandalized uh, a building where CNN was housed, right? And by vandalizing, a little bit of graffiti, right? Um, And Dan is framing gun-loving, quote-unquote, patriots as the targets of federal agents reaching beyond their authority. Also, Here's the thing. Is he suggesting that it's okay to hose protesters off the street as long as you don't choose sides? You see what I'm saying? Probably. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Probably. But that's the thing. Like, a lot of these ultra conservatives, they don't like the federal government interfering. So it's like, it's, it's, this is the first of a few times where it's like you're making a comparison saying two things are the same, but you're not making a declaration on what the federal government should do, only that it's hypocritical to do it to one and not the other. So are you saying that you should do it to neither, or are you saying you should do it to everyone? You know? Obviously, you know, spoiler alert, he never clears that up. So, you know, oh, also, uh, you know, Dan, he's painting Fox, Fox, Fox News, a multi-billion dollar company, as a victim in all this because of some vandalism. But you notice he doesn't actually say what the vandals actually did there, Jay? Yeah, because his brand is rage. Yeah. He just wants you to know that there was vandals and he's angry and Merrick Garland somehow is supposed to charge graffiti artists, <laughs> people who are vandalizing properly. I, I mean, to be fair, he's probably a big fan of when Trump was president. He was trying to give people 10-year federal sentences for fucking with statues. Remember that? It is Fox News on federal land or something? I, like, <laughs> I just realized, like, it's really ridiculous for him to be mad at Merrick Garland for this. 
I I I don't know. I <laughs> like what? <laughs> I, I I don't think he knows either. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, do you want federal shock troops or don't you? You know. <laughs> oh, oh God. It him. So you know. Also, uh, you know. Anyways, I'll, I'll get off that. He, you know, yes, he never actually says what the vandals did. He's letting the audience use their imagination. So, fortunately, though. Lawrence Jones was the man on the ground to capture all that carnage, all that vandalism. So I'm sure we can count on him to uh, give us all the juicy details. Lawrence, you were covering the protests last mm-hmm. night. Uh, what did you learn covering that, you know, lear- throughout that experience? Well, it was interesting because when I was going with the protest, the original location was Chuck Schumer's place. And, it, you know, he's the one who lit the match and said, you rule the day, Kavanaugh. He's the one. And he still hasn't been held accountable. Meanwhile, these are the same people that were talking about Donald Trump and tone and tenor. Mm-hmm. But it was something that they did not like. Um, they end up turning up. And Donald Trump never said you were going to rule the day. And then you had an assassination attempt on that same justice life, which he still hasn't condemned in this moment. So, OK, first thing, uh, uh, Jones isn't isn't a great propagandist. He's all over the fucking place. But I, I want to know more about this assassination attempt. I will tell you about this assassination <laughs> attempt. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, like I said, I'm not, as a propagandist, as a, a, a as a demagogue, I'm not impressed with Lawrence Jones. He he can't seem to stick to one coherent story. Um uh basically, okay, first of all, no real mention of the vandalism, right? At Fox News headquarters at the News Corps building. But we got to hear about Chuck Schumer, Jay. We got to hear about Chuck Schumer, okay? Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, one of the ready-punching bags of far-right media. So, um, yeah, Jay, you notice that uh, Jones is talking about Schumer telling Kavanaugh he will rule the day, okay? I'm being petty, but he means rue the day, okay, first of all. Yeah, we'll let that slide. We'll let that slide. I, I, I don't want to. I'm very petty. <laughs> I can't. I, yeah, rule the day. Okay, fine. But, you know, then uh, Jones is talking about, you know, there was an assassination attempt on Kavanaugh. So Kavanaugh will rule the day, and then there was an assassination on Kavanaugh. At, like one, you know, uh, related to the other. One led to the other. So this was either intentional on Jones' part or, um, you know, he has a total lack of news literacy because Jones combined several things that occurred over several years into a narrative that kind of makes sense for his purposes. All right. So, uh, first of all, I can't find anything about Schumer telling Kavanaugh he will rue anything, let alone rule anything. Um, and by the way, if you Google rue the day, there's a lot of Google results for that in politics. Like Pelosi will rue the day. McConnell will rue the day. Just it's it's fun. Every yeah, everyone's just, ruining. It's fun to say. That's all. Yeah, it's a, there's a lot of ruin. <laughs> so, you know, uh, likely uh, Jones is referring to Schumer uh, saying this uh, in front of the Supreme Court on March fourth, twenty twenty, during a rally. I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you. I'll say this. He doesn't have much showmanship. <laughs> that was weak. Um, 
so yeah, that that was the sound bite that a lot of people like to play. Um, those comments actually earned a rebuke from Justice Roberts the following day, who said that Schumer's words were inappropriate and quote dangerous. Right. So Schumer later explained that he was talking about a political price that will be paid by Republicans that summer. Right. Because this again, this is March of 2020. We're facing a you know a presidential election, fucking uh, uh, congressional elections, and this would be easier to discern if one were to listen to the comments in context. And here they are. Inside the walls of this court, the Supreme Court is hearing arguments, as you know, for the first major abortion right cases since Justices Kavanaugh and Justices Gorsuch came to the bench. We know what's at stake. Over the last three years, women's reproductive rights have come under attack in a way we haven't seen in modern history. From Louisiana to Missouri to Texas, Republican legislatures are waging a war on women, all women. And they're taking away fundamental rights. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. The bottom line is very simple. We will stand with the American people. We will stand with American women. We will tell President Trump and Senate Republicans who have stacked the court with right-wing ideologues that you're going to be gone in November and you will never be able to do what you're trying to do now ever, ever again. You hear that over there on the far right? You're gone in November. I got to say, Schumer's really eating those fucking words right now. <laughs> I'm still looking for the assassination attempt. Uh, we'll get, we'll, we will get to that in just a second. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, the, the, he's conflating, mul- um, Jones is conflating multiple things. So, again, that was March of 2020. And, um, <laughs> you know, I got to say, with Democrats controlling the executive and legislative branch for the last year and a half, you know, these words, they just illustrate that the Democrats were never, in my mind, they were never interested in defending anyone so much as they were interested in fundraising, you know? I just like you could you could have done all these things. And this isn't the first time since, you know, Roe v. Wade. Yeah, people have been calling that out lately. Absolutely. Absolutely. Basically, just looking for money. Yeah. Like Nancy Pelosi, like she immediately was throwing out like fucking fundraising or, you know, her her office was throwing out fundraising emails like we need to fight. Give me money. You know, Mm. it's like, fuck (laughs) you, man. Like you're already there. (laughs) Yeah. You're fighting. You've been kumbaya on the steps. (laughs) Yeah. You're 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 wearing fucking African garb and fucking kneeling like you don't give a shit. You know, it's all performative. Mm. Anyways, you know. And by the way, let me be clear. I don't have a problem with people calling out individual justices for their bullshit. But as far as Schumer was concerned in his words, like this was less a threat and more an opportunity for Schumer to drum up support and money for the Democrats that election year. That's all this was like, you know, all this shows like this doesn't even show what what Jones wants it to be like. 
if he were to be if this is what he's referring to it's not that schumer was trying to like drum up violence against kavanaugh that's fucking nonsense it's that he was paying lip service to a bunch of people who he was hoping would give the democratic party money you know that that's the the democrats suck just as much just for different reasons in this case you know (sighs) i don't know i'll still vote for him because it's a two-party system and we suck so i mean maybe that's the change we'll see come november maybe we'll see a third party rise uh a party that likes math (laughs) oh oh, you're talking about the forward party is that what you're talking about (laughs) i i I, yeah i mean my my takeaway on that is like how much worse can it get you know what i mean i just it anyways anyways moving on you know but actually just before we move on touching on kind of what you said jay is like if if look um progressive like truly progressive people people in that care about human rights they're not probably not going to win at the national level generally speaking but they could win at the state and local level like you said you know like uh, you know run for mayor run for da run for i don't know fucking comtroll something you know run run for but, run for fucking something you but know not just run like make effective change true in your local, true local area Yep, and to do that, we need to get private money out of politics. Uh, thanks again, Supreme Court, Citizens United case. That, that, was, that was great of you. It's great. <laughs> Anyways, back to Jones. Back to Jones. Uh, he continues to make the protests all about the persecution of conservative press and the bravery of Fox for not bending to the threat of attempted suppression of the press. Anyway, they were heading to his house, and then all of a sudden... They turn on 48th, and I'm like, guys, I think they're heading to the studio. Sure enough, they started making their way down to 45th, 5th Avenue, finally get to 6th Avenue, and they started to vandalize outside of the building. We were still on air. We still decided to do our job, but it just shows you, and Dan is correct, if it was any other media organization, there would be investigations. I mean, our security people have to keep us safe with a combination of the NYPD. There's no federal action on this. This, is, mm-hmm. this was an attempt to suppress the press. Just because we kept cover the conservative point of view doesn't mean that it's a part of the press. We cover what our audience wants us to cover and we serve them in that way. And of course, they tried to intimidate us last night. Yeah, yeah, real intimidating guy. Real intimidating. Yeah, I feel like I really don't care what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, yeah. Uh, and I just mean it to say like, like, who cares? Someone spray-painted your building. Like, y'all talk shit all day on TV. What, what do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> what do you expect? Yeah. You did yeah, something fu- that the majority of people... Or you helped propagate this lie and uh, influence people to believe that this is what people want when it's not really what they want. And so people are going to be angry. Yep. Pretty much. And, you know, it's just like intimidation, my ass. Like you said, it's like a little bit of graffiti. And, you know, I I looked into it. Okay. Obviously, I have the advantage of living in the future. Right. Um, Because, again, they they recorded this last week. Basically, there was some there was some graffiti on the News Corps building. Right. By by a 
protest march that like moved on very quickly and you know chants about you know fuck tucker carlson which i can't disagree with that um and also you know you notice how jones admitted that what they cover is what the audience wants them to cover you know <laughs> fox news entertainment you know it baby yeah if tucker carlson no one's supposed to take him seriously and uh yeah that indicates that the content that fox news delivers is dependent not on what is newsworthy and not what on uh not on the truth but on what opinions the audience wants reinforced right but i mean in fairness to fox and the barest amount of fairness uh that's basically every major tv news outlet so i mean what else is new right (sighs) so yeah yeah um also keep in mind again this is the day after the dobbs decision right and they're recording this uh on june 25th and fox is really trying to play up the left-wing violence like his imminent type angle so you know, to, to that end, let me let me show you something else here. I'm going to share this with you real quick. So, you see what I see here? This is, like, we're on Twitter here, okay? And Fox News on June 25th, the night of rage, right? Um, they were, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were really trying to play this one up. Like, all through the weekend, they were praying that there would be, like, left-wingers, like, like, you know, I don't know, fucking assaulting or murdering people or something like that like and it, it it's all bullshit like right you got this and then here here we go this is the actual thing protests are up across u.s after supreme court reverses roe v wade right and this is everything they got right um of course they have um aoc because you know I, I don't know why they focus on her so much and it's all this this is just a list of like people setting flags on fire and like graffiti and shit like that, you know, that's it. That's all this is. It's, it's always interesting to me. Um, I bring this up all the time in private conversations I have with people, not that I'm exposing private conversations, but uh, (laughs) it's just funny to me that uh, I feel like conservatives are more likely to, actually get violent and then once again you know they they're always talking about fear they're always talking about oh these violent protests but when you look at the actual facts they're the ones who are actually bringing guns and breaking into buildings and and talking about hanging people and while uh people on the other side do get angry like yeah they might light a trash can on fire or um, break a window, but it's it's not the same level of violence, and uh, it's just interesting that they try to play it up to make it make this false equivalence. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And you know, there 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 is an entire argument to be had about whether or not you know um, uh, destroying property in the name of protest it could be even considered violence quote unquote or you know terrorism in some in some aspects like and, and let me be clear i'm not advocating that anyone burn anything or destroy anything but you know it's just like you look at these news outlets that they you know they see people setting things on fire you know because of you know you know, because of like some type of like public outrage and they, they have this attitude of like, Oh, how could somebody ever think to do this? It's like, no, no, come on, come on. You know exactly how 
people could have the impulse to do this. I'm not saying you should do it, but let's not pretend like you have no idea how it came to that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it's the same, it's the same bullshit they've always said. You know what I mean? It was the same bullshit that was said during the Rodney King uprisings. It was the same shit they said during George Floyd uprisings. It was the same shit they said during Watts, Detroit. You, you fucking name it. You know, it's just like, here, here, here's the thing that everyone listening needs to understand. There is a fucking big red line, and that red line separates your First Amendment rights from private property, okay? Your First Amendment ends where private property begins, all right? Understand that. And uh, I'm, I'm not going to get too much on my socialist soapbox. I've clearly been drinking. So we're, we're going we're gonna to move on. We're going to move on, or we're going to be here all the night. Okay. So... Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, there was no massive uprising of, you know, violent leftists or anything like that. And I'm sure right wing bloggers can come up with examples of like, you know, like a protest, uh, a pro choice protester socking somebody in the face. All right. But that's hardly the picture that they're painting. Right. They're they're implying that, like, you know, Democrats are inciting violence. So. Dan, however, he's not done, right? He's going to finish strong on the rage angle with the help of a nice setup from one of the hosts, right? Who asks if this, you know, you know, the, the, this lack of, of condemnation by Democrats, right, regarding this, quote, suppression of the press at Fox News is more than just a hypocrisy, assuming that it's hypocritical in the first place. Dan, I think you're the perfect guy to put this into context, though. So there's something more than hypocrisy, because almost hypocrisy is an explanation for one offs. But we have a lot of things going on at the same time. We have people who spent the last couple of weeks talking about the sanctity of our institutions now saying defy our institutions. Mm -hmm. Right. We have people who have been talking about insurrection. And I think we have the video storming the state capital of Arizona last night. So. It's the, it's more than a double standard. It's more than hypocrisy. There's something more here that explains this behavior. I'm so glad you asked this question. I cover this relentlessly on my podcast. It is not a double standard. Okay. Okay. So just to recap with everyone, what, 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 what this host is asking Dan to weigh in on is, first of all, it's the assumption that there's hypocrisy. The idea that like all of this, like all of this civil unrest surrounding the Dobbs decision is equal to January 6th. Okay. Is it, I hope everyone's following this. This is what they're saying that the attempted insurrection on January 6th of 2021 is equal to people demonstrating against the Dobbs decision, which is curtailed the civil rights of about half the population. All right. So I hope everyone's tracking on that. So, <laughs> so Jay, Jay, you, you heard him say it's not about hypocrisy. He's going to tell you what the fuck it's about. Jay, I'm ready. he's going to tell us what this is all about. I'm ready. You, you, you got any idea what it's all about, Jay? I honestly, these people are out of their minds. So. <laughs> I got news for you, Jay. Patriots are the real victims here. Okay. Fucking page. Fucking Patriots. How can I? It is a hierarchy. Get everyone. Get that through your heads right now. There are not two standards. There's one standard. We're in charge. We're liberal authoritarians. And you are not. Kiss my ass. That is the standard. It's not a double standard. If you are with them, that's the standard. You're okay. 
storm Arizona, take over the Wisconsin State House when Scott Walker was in charge, you know, go to the Supreme Court, knock on the door during the Kavanaugh hearings, threaten to burn the place down. That's fine. You're a liberal. You're protected. You're in the authoritarian bourgeoisie clash. When you're one of us and you're a liberty loving patriot, you are in the underclass. That's a fact. <laughs> it's one standard. It's not a double It's standard. such a good point. And if I could pick up on it. No, please don't pick up on it, Jones. <laughs> I mean, like I said, it's, this is the rage narrative. Like, what the fuck are they even going on about? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, oh, oh, okay. So what he's, for those of you listening, because again, I, I know he, it, it, it's kind of tricky sometimes. What he's saying, what Dan Bongino is saying is in effect, um, and, and this is one of his many takes that collapses under scrutiny. Okay. Bongino is equating January 6th, the insurrection where people fucking died, I might add. All right. To protesters banging on the glass at the Capitol building in Phoenix. See, okay. There, there were, there, there was a protest. It was in the square in front of the Capitol building in Phoenix. There were legislators inside. They were doing like a late night session, uh, reportedly. Okay. And now I watched the video. Okay. Now the doors were not breached. Right. And the cops tear gassed the shit out of the people. They were firing those things from like the second floor. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, they were they were having a good old time, Jay. Good old time. And as someone who's been tear gassed a few times, I will tell you that shit is not fun. Mm. Not fun at all. Um, I've seen the video that that right wing um, Twitter has been circulating. It's a cell phone video from the second floor, just inside the lobby. There's protesters outside. They're banging on the glass doors. And I I will concede there were a few solid kicks by somebody, probably meant to destroy one of those doors. I will concede to that. Okay, let me be clear. That's very That's, scary, though. Someone yeah, kicking kicking a kicking glass. the glass, right? Kicking whoa, hey man, fucking. What, what did I say, man? You, you're, you're, you're <laughs> anyways, <laughs> that being said, okay. Most of the protesters after those kicks were delivered to the glass, which again, failed to break the door, right? Um, a lot, you can see in the video, like a line of riot cops show up and most of the protesters bail. I mean, they're fucking gone. <laughs> they're back to the square. They're away from that door. Okay. And the only people left in the glass are like reporters. Like they're taking pictures, they're taking video. Okay. So that's what happens when the cops show up, right? And then the cops proceed to tear gas the fuck out of people, right? But to be clear, um, you know, if these two events are the same, which is to say January 6th and the protest in front of, you know, uh, the Phoenix Capitol building where, you know, people one person, two people, whatever, attempted to break a glass door. Um, if those two events are the same, right, then either both were insurrections or neither were insurrections. You see? <laughs> so, I mean, either Bongino supports both groups for disrupting the legislative process uh, or, or, or or protesting, whatever, or he thinks both are equally guilty of an insurrection. It can't be anything else because Bongino doesn't allow for a nuance of two completely different situations to factor into his conclusions. You see what I'm saying, Jay? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it, it, he, 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 
he keeps saying like that's the thing with this like hypocrisy narrative like you can't point that out and then not make a decision either both are right or both are wrong you know it's it's pretty clear cut anyway jones unfortunately he picks up on this and he reveals that he is either really stupid or he is a cons- <laughs> <laughs> he's either he's either really stupid or he's a conspiracy theorist if we go back to the original issue which is life the number one abortion provider is planned parenthood we know their stated agenda Margaret Sanger wanted to exterminate black and brown children. When you look at the locations of the facility, they are still there. 90% of their facilities are in our neighborhood. You cannot scream black lives and then want us to be exterminated off the the face of earth. Now they say that that their mission has changed. Where you had Janet Yellen, Secretary of Treasury, to say, look, black teenage moms cannot provide for their kids. Now my mom was 16 when she got pregnant with me. So we did it just fine. My dad married her and we made it. But that's not what this administration is saying. They want to continue to target these communities. And you just got to ask yourself, why? Why, 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 why are they targeting it? Why, why not put them in white neighborhoods? Are, are our lives not valuable? Now, when you do that, of course, they say that you're baiting. But they do this every single day to conservative, except we actually have the facts on our side right now. You can look at the facility. Nothing has really changed. Yeah, so that was a lot. I mean, the the problem is there. there's people in this world who've just been kind of... Actually, I was going to say he's been brainwashed, blah, blah, blah. He has a different perspective. Uh, and I don't know where he got it from, <laughs> but it's different. And it's interesting that, that he's buying into this... Um, and my, my biggest thing is that people who really and truly buy into that, why don't they buy into uh, federal support for the babies that are born, the babies who can't get aborted? Like, okay, so these people need help because <laughs> they're impoverished, they're, they're underprivileged. Um, so, like, how can you have one and not the other? Like, wh- what are you supposed to do? You goddamn socialists. Jay, what what is this bullshit you're talking here, man? Forcing people to carry pregnancies to term and then actually providing services for them? What the fuck, man? What's wrong with this world? I tell you, man. Oh, my God. But... You know, I mean, yeah, you know, we, we, we haven't touched on that because, you know, it's like it's hardly a novel thing to say. But it, I mean, the fact that we're spending this much time on the Dobbs decision. Yes, I agree with you, Jay. It's worth saying that explicitly. It's just like if if the GOP was the party of like, you know, of life that valued life, then they would also be the party of social services, of health care, of, you know, fighting for you know strong labor unions uh, it, but they're not nope. they're, they're, the they're not going to straps <laughs> baby bootstraps oh my god <laughs> yes we can sell baby bootstraps now <laughs> for for all these babies that we born into poverty we're going to sell them those bootstraps they're going to need those to raise themselves out but yeah i mean yeah that 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 was a lot 
that Jones just said. You know, uh, Jones thinks that Planned Parenthood is engaged in eugenics or genocide of black and brown people. That That's effectively what he's saying, right? So let me be clear. Margaret Sanger, right, what he's referring to, one of the founders of Planned Parenthood and certainly the most discussed um, of those people, um, was definitely into eugenics. I will not dispute that. Okay. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to defend that either. And she also worked with the NAACP and Dubois on the so-called Negro project, which, uh, you know, a quote unquote Negro project at the time, which at least on paper was aimed at increasing access to birth control among black Americans in, you know, presumably in facilities controlled by black Americans. Okay. Also, let me say another thing. Margaret Sanger was very much against abortion. The, the, uh, Planned Parenthood only started providing them like four years after her death in the seventies. I just want to point that out. She was very much into birth control, but not into abortion. Um, also, regarding the claim that most Planned Parenthood clinics are in black communities, right? Um, that is a disputed point at best. Like, for example, from NPR, uh, from an NPR piece published on August 14th of 2015, quote, In 2014, the Guttmacher Institute, a reproductive health research center, surveyed all known abortion providers, including Planned Parenthood clinics in the U.S., nearly 2,000, and found that 60% are in majority white neighborhoods. Planned Parenthood has not released numbers on the neighborhoods of its specific clinics, but responding to a request for demographic information, the organization... Uh, excuse me. The organization said that in 2014, only 14% of its patients nationwide were black. That's nearly equal to the proportion of the African American population in the U.S. Again, this is in 2015. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. The, okay. Look, the, the, this is a talking point among conservatives. Like they they imply that from the beginning of the founding of Planned Parenthood to today, there is like a conspiracy to commit genocide against black people by allowing them access to reproductive health care. <laughs> this is so ridiculous to me. <laughs> I mean, like, like, could you like, seriously, like, could you imagine, like, th- think of like Watergate, like that, that secret didn't hold for like two years. You know, like you're you're saying that you're that this 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 conspiracy to commit genocide against a population has existed for like a hundred years, basically. You know, and no one's found like a smoking gun about it, which is ridiculous. That would make too much sense. Uh, oh, by the way, also, if you're concerned about like programs that are like fuck it that are fucking with the population of black people, why don't you ever talk about the prison system? <laughs> I'm that's, just saying. That's black people doing it to themselves, Matt, don't you know? Oh, oh, <laughs> I'm, I, you're right. You're right. You're right. As a person who is not black, I should definitely <laughs> offer opinion on black people sabotaging themselves. That's the, 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 what is, I, I had someone I know try to tell me that the destruction of the black family uh, is, it's due to, to jail, but it's, you know, basically black people doing it to themselves. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, never, never mind. We've spent tens of trillions of dollars over half a decade on a drug war. That's fucking stupid, you know, but 
anyways. Anyways. <laughs> We're doing we, it to we, We've gotten off to. Yeah. Doing We're it. Doing it to. Straps. <laughs> cutting your bootstraps. Oh my God! There's no hope for humanity, Jay. <laughs> Anyways, let's let's finish up here, man. We gotta get to sleep. So, um, regarding the lastly, regarding these comments, uh, the supposed comments from Treasury Secretary uh, Janet Yellen. You know, it's not nearly what Jones wants you to believe. Um, so he's referring to comments she made on May 10th in front of a, a Senate committee, right? So this is what she said. And by the way, this is in response to Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina, who, by the way, is a Republican and he is a black man. He asked Yellen to clarify comments she made earlier in her testimony that day uh, that access to abortion uh, can help people in general uh, a net positive contribution to the workforce. Satisfying for them. And one aspect of a satisfying life is being able to feel that you have the financial resources to raise a child, that the children you bring into the world are wanted, and that you have the ability to take care of them. In many cases, um, abortions are of teenage women, um, particularly low-income and often black, who... um, aren't in a position to be able to care for children, have um, unexpected pregnancies, and it deprives them of the ability often to continue their education, to later participate in the workforce. So there, there is a spillover into labor force participation, yeah. but, yeah. and uh, it means that children will grow up in poverty yeah. and do, do worse themselves. Thank and you. Let me, let me is, just explain my time harsh. on the topic. This is I, the truth. I'll just simply say that as a guy raised by a black woman in abject poverty, I'm thankful to be here. Yeah, that, that was Tim Scott uh, cutting her off there at the end. Yeah, it's always fun to me when people try to say, oh, well, I made it, so everyone else can make it. <laughs> they don't understand how the world really works. Mm-hmm. Also, it's like, look, Senator Tim Scott, you grew up in poverty. That's fucked up, number one. That should never have happened to you, first of all. Second of all, I'm glad that you made it out as a functional human, number two. And number three, I'm very sad with what you did with your life. <laughs> Got to hold everyone else down. I just, I mean, I, you know, I, I really don't know what to say to that. You know, I, there, there are certain, look, I acknowledge that there are certain things that I will never understand since I grew up, even though I'm a biracial man, I am light skinned enough and by virtue of like, you know, just my upbringing, my physical appearance, my gender, um, and the work that I've chosen to do throughout my adult life, I, I, I was not exposed to the same bullshit that a lot of people were. So I acknowledge that point. That's being said, I just, I have trouble understanding how people who were able to like succeed despite all that systemic racism and bullshit, how they come out on that side of it. You know, I, I just, I don't get it, you know, I, and I, I suppose I never will, you know? Yeah. Don't try to. Yeah. <laughs> There's really no point. Just understand. Like I said, some people just have a different perspective on the world. They can 
eat, they can walk the same road, eat the same food, and then, you know, blue is red to them. (laughs) And and there's not much we can do about it other than try to find middle ground and and try to work with them. But uh, eventually these things get to the point where there is no middle ground (laughs) and you got to fight a little harder and just force someone's hand. That honestly, Jay, that's kind of what I'm afraid of. But I'll, I'll, I'll save that for when we give our final thoughts. Um, yeah, uh, fuck. Yeah, you know. And, and, and by the way, just getting back to Janet Yellen, it, it, it's clear what she's saying, right? She's Secretary of the Treasury. She's talking about this in economic terms. What she's saying is that access to reproductive care will allow people, you know, to enter the workforce who otherwise would be forced to raise children in abject poverty you know um i I think it's quite clear what she was getting at the funny thing is she's technically speaking in their terms because truthfully it it bothers me to hear that like oh people shouldn't have babies so they can work (laughs) (laughs) that's not necessarily (laughs) a good alternative but she's just trying to speak in their terms to say hey this could be profitable um like this could help the economy if you don't uh bog people down and and bind them to other responsibilities that that's that's true i again putting my socialist hat back on i have to admit that that's a shitty reason to argue for reproductive um health care access is you'll be a better capitalist you know Oh, man. Okay, I'm going to have to drink some more on things on that one. <laughs> so, all right, just to finish off, last clip, right? After all this shit, right? We've we've had Dan Bongino, who is just a career propagandist, and we've got Lawrence Jones, who, you know, he's a second stringer in Fox News. And in this particular um, show, he was brought on as effectively a token black voice to say the shit that he said. Okay, that that's my interpretation. But Jones, right, in the middle of, like, continuing on talking about, you know, Yellen should apologize and the Biden administration should apologize, he's kind of cut off by one of the hosts, uh, a white woman, who is saying something very stupid and demonstrative of the conservative dismissive attitude towards the fallout of the Dobbs decision. And, you know, this is an audio-only um, interface, but obviously I will link this video you should all watch it watch the look on jones's fucking face when she says this and i'll I'll just i'll narrate for everyone at home and this was administration appointee there's been no apology from the president of the united states for her saying it there's been no apology to the black community for her statements in front of congress and tim scott was there while she was lecturing him about black lives It's just unacceptable Absolutely. to the, me. The, the pro-abortion stance is that this ruling was racist. How could it be racist if the effects of it are more babies of all color? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I t- fuck you, man. Like, <laughs> oh, God. It, it can't be racist, right, Jay? If, there, if there's babies there's of every babies color. of all colors. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's more there's more babies. I just fu- just fuck you, man. Like that I got nothing else. 
you know, I, I the rest of that segment goes on to talk about like you know the fucking the gun ruling. We'll we'll, we'll talk about that at a future date. You know, because God knows when you've got a highly divisive and polarized populace, what you need is everyone carrying a fucking gun. <laughs> oh well. So uh, yeah, if you could have, if y'all could have seen this dude's face again, I will link the video. Watch Jones's face; he's all in for the whole segment. And then when she cuts him off and says that shit, just look look at what he does. He fucking he doesn't even make eye contact with her. He's just looking off fucking stage. You know, <laughs> it, it's just like I feel. I want to believe a part of a human being that is Lawrence Jones is breaking through there. Like, what the fuck am I doing? You know. <laughs> Again, let me be clear. Easy for me to say. Easy for me to say. I, I do not understand what that dude grew up with. Okay, let me just say that. <sighs> Fuck. Okay, well, um, shit, Jay, did we learn anything today? Um, Fox News just wants to make you angry. <laughs> it really does. Um, and, like, don't give in to that shit, man. Don't don't let it make you angry. But like you said, these people are very obvious. Uh, I'm not even going to call them idiots. They're just programmed. They're shills. <laughs> um, and and like I said, I I don't want to see it. But they really are pushing us to the point where, like you said, let's let's arm everyone and let's make everyone angry at each other. What do you think happens after that? People start fighting. Yeah. Yeah. So. Absolutely. You know. I hope and, we don't start sort fighting. Of, and that's the thing to follow up on that. Like that would be for a lot of reasons. You know, that would be a very, to put it, super simple, very bad thing. You know, and and, but here's what I'm gonna say about that. Right. I. You can only push people so far, is what I'm getting at. And and again, this is only part one. Right. Mm -hmm. This is the first case that we're talking about. There's a slew of these things. Like, I, I don't know, like, you know, they, they, I don't know if this is going to be part one or if this is, you know, part one of three or part one of six, you know, I, but I just, I'm, I'm really hoping I'm praying to the secular gods <laughs> that, <laughs> that cooler heads prevail here because I just, I don't want that, you know? And I guess I'm just going to have to keep the faith for now, you know, because I'm excited to see what happens next. This is all yeah. interesting to me. Yeah, right. Like it's I gonna said, be a I have an escape plan. I can swim. I can build a boat. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm glad for you, brother. I'm fucked. I, I'm going to have to stay in the city and just like hope, you know, I'm gonna, I hope I join one of the really good militias, you know, oh, man, where there's a will, there's a way. Uh, Amen and, to that. What you should do is just start paying attention to the rich people. When they start leaving, that's when you need to start saving up to leave. <laughs> <laughs> just, just kind of back, like camp their back trail. You know, mm -hmm. just, 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 just follow them, see where they go. <laughs> oh God! All right. Well, uh, this, like I said, this was part one of our series, Scotus versus Everyone. And, uh, Jay, thanks for stopping by on semi-short notice. Like I said, we've been on, like, a two-month hiatus, but... Yeah. I think there was a much-needed break. Like, we we got the reset, and uh, now we're able to talk about these issues with a slightly clear head. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, and just a heads up to anyone who's still listening at that point. We're, you know, we're in an experimental phase, you know, so we're, 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 we're going to branch out a little bit. We're, maybe we're going to change up the format a bit. Um, I'm going to let other people take the lead because I'm sure everyone's tired of me fucking talking all the time. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're going to do that. And uh, like I said, feel free um to hit us up on twitter you know shoot a couple of dms to uh the show uh, twitter account at consequence pod you can follow me at stop talking matt uh you can also follow jay at stop talking jv on twitter and also once again you know share a link to the show with someone who you think might get something out of it you know um it's important even if you know don't don't think that this is pointless you know like continue to confront this stuff head on you know and just realize you are not alone jay any final advice for our audience yeah like i said um uh, i guess i've said it this will be my third time now get involved at the local level um so all this dismantling all it's really doing is putting the power back into the state's hands and so uh get involved at your state and local levels and make the change at that level uh, and kind of make yourself immune and let the other people, if they want to live in in their evangelist society, let them have it. <laughs> uh, but, you know, try to try to make the world around you a little better uh, and don't be so angry. <laughs> Damn right. Damn right. I, I, I love it. I couldn't say it any better. And with that, we're going to get out of here. You can catch us next time uh, when we cover part two of SCOTUS versus everyone. And we're going to talk about the disintegration of the separation of church and state, at least as far as schools go. And hopefully we're going to have uh, our um, our local in-house uh, Christian cult expert Joe joining us. So we are out of here. Till then, keep your heads up and don't lose the faith. Have a good one, everyone.